So first things first, how are you? I'm good. I mean, you know, given the current state of the world, I'm, you know, hanging in there. <laughs> sure. Uh, trying to stay positive. Yeah, that's that's the best we can do at the moment. It's, mm-hmm. it's still a strange world. The, the one one world kind of yeah uh, yeah. First the pandemic, and now we we have the start of a world war. It's, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's crazy. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it makes you kind of think. You know, what am I doing sitting around writing songs? But I guess you know, art and music and these things. You know, they appeal to the good side of the heart, and um, you know, in our own little way whatever way possible i guess we're going to keep trying to con- contribute to that positivity and to that you know that good feeling so we keep moving right and that is an interesting point in a sense because the lead up to your debut album your first album was entirely different than this one not only mm. wasn't it uh in between kind of a, a worldwide pandemic but also you're all of a sudden had an audience you had uh, a great deal of success. Millions of people heard your music. So, what was the approach now to this second album? Was it was it very different for you? Um, I don't think the approach was different. I definitely had a better idea of um, how I wanted to piece the album together. The first record was kind of it came about in in bits and pieces really it was you know and and i think listening back to it now it was a bit scattered you know there was a lot of different sounds going on i think this album's a lot more cohesive as an overall sound um so i think with that you know having that time to kind of look at it as a whole like because some of the songs on the first album i've written years and years and years and years ago and and it was kind of now i felt like i was beginning to find a bit more of a sound um also you know the first album was it was unfinished when i had a hit so mm-hmm. all of a sudden there was this rush to get it finished whereas this one it was the complete opposite we it was finished and then the pandemic happened um so in a way it gave me more time to think about it and go okay well what do i want to change and one of the big things that i wanted to change was i just wanted to bring a little bit more of my own dna into it because uh, when you're working with different producers and things like that it's because i'm not um, you know, I'm not a producer by trade or I'm not like an engineer, computer kind of dude. Um, you can, it's easy to sort of outsource yourself quite a lot to the point where you're searching to find yourself in there. So it was nice to have that fi- time to sort of just, you know, inject a little bit more of my own DNA into the record. And by the end of it, especially coming out and doing the gospel versions, it was kind of tied in another view of the record. I think there's a whole thing. It, um it really feels like it's taking steps towards the de- direction that is unashamedly me. And um, that's been a process of um, courage building and conviction building. And um, I feel like this record is like my dissertation. Okay. And the next record I've graduated and it's time to set up my own thing. So it's a process. Did you mention this? conviction building, discourage building, what was needed and why was it needed? Um, do you know what it is? I think I accidentally found myself in this pop commercial world that it was never the plan. Mm-hmm. So the initial thing was a real sense of like imposter syndrome. Like what am I doing here on these big stages, you know, and how do I actually carry myself in these places you know because there's a huge pressure on 
people in that world to be like entertainers and I don't really see myself as an entertainer. I see myself as a songwriter and a singer and a singer, you know, so I don't really, I'm not somebody who dreamed of being on big stages and, you know, making the audience go wild. You know, that wasn't really something that I really cared for. So all of a sudden I find myself in this arena and I guess you, I started to doubt my capabilities within that arena. Um, so I guess I sort of brought around people who I thought could help me with that, but all the while there was a, a nagging at the back of me saying, you know, your voice needs to be heard. And I guess that's more of what's happening throughout the process of this second record. Um, so yeah, it just, my sort of rise came about not in a way that I ever expected it to happen. Um, so finding my place within that world, but then also remembering who I was and trying to stay true to that became a bit of a struggle. Um, and I feel like we, we've got there now. Um, and you know, it was, it was an interesting process, but necessary and I'm grateful for it. You know, I'm grateful for the learning curve. It's the Gordon, as you mentioned, songwriting. And then one thing that I really enjoy about uh, artists releasing different versions of songs, you can, you can see the choices that are made within the songwriting and producing uh, production process. So for instance, the acoustic, uh, versions, are those very close to kind of the initial ideas that you have for those songs? Are they just how they start with you on the guitar, for instance, or? Um, some of them. Yeah. I guess they started quite stripped back. Other ones, you know, it will start in a studio. So instantly you're playing with toys, you're playing with sounds, but a lot of them, they start with, with the piano and the guitar. And I guess, more so the acoustic versions and, and the, the choral, you know, the choir versions. I think they would be, if I, if I didn't, if I wasn't thinking at all about how to get this music out to people, and obviously a huge platform is the radio, I, my sound would be more of that. Mm -hmm. And I guess the other one is, how do I make this work for the radio while still keeping the medicine that the masses need to hear within those songs? Um, so it's, trying to sort of, you know, mix, mix the medicine with the candy to kind of, you know, mm -hmm. to, to make it reach more people. But if I was completely selfish, I would just do the acoustic and the gospel versions. You know, the other thing's kind of fun, but my real, the spirit of what I love about my music is captured the most beautifully, in my opinion, in those versions. When you write songs, do you have kind of these ideal versions already in your mind then? Do you kind of know? Uh, yeah, for, for instance, with those gospel uh, versions, do, is that kind of what, what the initial thought is, the initial idea? Not so much. I mean, I, I start very, very basic, you know, so okay. I'll write like the bones of a song, you know, and it might just be, I've been writing a lot more at the piano lately, so I might sit at the piano and I'll come up with like the structure and the melody and the chords and the lyrics and but then i've started out the beauty of you know being able to make this music thing a job is that i've got to meet some incredible people and incredibly talented people over the last you know six or seven years and before that as well um and what i will do at that point is i'll bring people in so if i think okay i'd really like some special vocal arrangements with this song there are people um you know there's my old the guy that used to run the old gospel choir that I, I sang in way before the record deal um i'm still very good friends with him um he's actually the godfather to my 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 youngest son um i'll invite him over and we'll sit down and we'll work on vocal arrangements and nicky the keys player who you might see is he plays a lot of the organ in a lot of my videos he's an incredible vocal arranger as well so i'll get together with those guys and then i've got a friend 
Um, ben, who didn't actually work that much on this record, but I definitely want to start working with him again in the future. Um, he's a friend who I used to work with a lot in Manchester. He's an incredible cellist. And I just said, just come over and we'll lay up the, ch- the cellos and we'll slowly start putting the meat and the bones on the songs. Um, and then, you know, I end up with all of this stuff that I've thrown at the wall. And then we start to edit and we figure it out. So I think it's a process and that's the most fun part for me. I absolutely love that creative, like, let's just throw a load of stuff at the wall, see what sticks. Um, and then we edit afterwards and then you start seeing the magic, you know, you carve away at the angel in the rock, so to speak. So um, that's my most enjoyable process of doing it. When do the lyrics or the themes come in for you within this process? Um, again, that's a big, a big um, editing process, really. You know, I'll, I'll begin at the start, you know, and I might, I might be sat at the piano or the guitar and, and I will find words that come to me and they will usually, you know, it might just be a sound of a word, you know, I kind of sing any old nonsense over it just to get a feel for the cadence and the pockets. And, um, and then I guess I will, um, little by little, I'll find there might be one word, um, you know, so like bits and pieces or something like that. And then I'll be, okay, so what does that mean? And how does that relate to my life or people's lives that I know that I'm, I'm close to now? And how can I dig a little deeper with that? So then I start trying to piece it together and then you edit and you edit and you edit until you get to a point which is as close to the most simple, straight to the point, with a touch of poetry. That's what I'm always going for. How do you get it to that? It speaks to every man. It's not too clever. There's enough poetry in there to make it beautiful. And it says exactly what you want in that short space of time. And that's what I'm always aiming for. You mentioned the song Bits and Pieces. So... um... Yeah, you talk about uh, somebody being able to pick you up well, uh, in these moments of, of uh, yeah, when you're broken and when, when, you're, when you're down on your luck. Um, mm. So there's a lot of yourself, I suppose, in there as well. So, so how do you balance that, as you mentioned, to make it both poetic, but also uh, very real to, to yourself? Um, I think naturally I kind of, I overly romanticize things. Mm. So, you know, like with anything, you're allowed to, add a little more sugar whenever, you know, whenever you feel like, you know, that's the beauty of being the the writer, you know? Um, So I try and lean towards, towards that all the time, you know, whilst, and, you know, bits and pieces are very much a song about, you know, uh, when I met my wife, I was, you know, although, you know, music and things were going well, there was a lot of things in my personal life that I was really struggling with. And to be honest, when she met me, like I was a bit of a wreck really. And she kind of, waited around and found me and, and sort of patched me up. And then now we build a home t- together, you know, and we have a family and we have kids. And um, and so it's really based on that, you know, and a lot of people have seen taking, you know, real spiritual um, links with that, you know, between, you know, faith or um, a relationship with God or, but I think on a global level, you know, no matter what your beliefs or your your background is, you know, you can relate to that. Everybody's been in a place where they've been down and someone's picked them up. And it's that simple. Um, I guess it's just how you add the details. This connection with the audience or the listener, how much of that have you missed over the past couple of years? Because obviously your streams and everything have done really well, but at some point they're just numbers on the screen. So being able to, to now uh, start touring again, yeah, what's that like? And have you missed kind of that connection with the people? 
Yeah, do you know, I don't, I, I, I didn't realise how much I missed it until, you know, we'd done a, a really small handful of shows over the list, this last kind of six months. And um, it, it's funny, you know, because I, I, especially since, you know, the release of the first album felt very, very different to this album. You know, we hadn't just come out of a pandemic. I was able to build like a really good head of steam and then we dropped the record. Um, whereas this time it's been a real slower build and I've not been able to get out and tour as much. And um, so although you see the comments and you see, you know, the numbers and things, it's, you do feel a slight disconnect with like your purpose and the reason why you're doing this. And again, you know, when there's things like this happening in the world, or even when you get, you know, messages of people saying, you know, this really helped help me, it's incredible. But when you actually meet somebody after a show and they come to you with tears in their eyes or they come to you with their, their girlfriend and they're like we're getting married and you know your music's been the soundtrack to our relationship it's like wow what a privilege you know to have been able to do that and it just really reminds you like the reason behind like what am i doing sitting around all day writing songs um and it, i guess again that's another thing that gives me that conviction and, and you know reminds me actually the the honest pure place where these sparks of these songs come from it, it needs to be um it needs to be protected and it needs to be delivered in such a way that it's going to reach people in the most um, potent way. And that's what we're working towards. Right. And very quickly in between then, uh, because it's, it's been a, a trying, it's been a couple of trying years for, for everyone. Who, who mm. is uh, an artist or, or what was a song that you've kind of turned to in the last year so, uh, or a song that you found solace in? Um, I don't know whether I would call it solace there's one song that springs oh there's hold on uh sorry my, that was my wife trying to call me um she's uh so there's one song that um has done nothing but put a smile on my face um and it's by a african artist called tenny t-e-n-i and it's a song called case and It just makes me smile. Like, no matter what, it makes me smile. Um, but strangely enough, I've been listening to quite a lot of ambient music. Mm -hmm. So quite a lot of um, music without words and just tones and textures and things like that. I've always been into that. I mean, it's something that I would like to incorporate a little bit more into my sound in the future. And especially just with my, um, you know, sound design exploration kind of, you know, while still keeping the sensibility of songs, but I think there's a depth um, and, and a healing within that music, especially like when you play it loud, you know, the tones and the way it shakes your body, um, you know, that I'm, I'm a big fan of. There's an artist called Amulets who makes a lot of strange tape loops and things like that with like cassette tapes and amazing drones and things like that. It's absolutely nothing like my music, but I love that. Um, so I listen to a lot of that when I'm driving, when I'm, you know when i'm just walking around or yeah i love that yeah i'll, I'll have to go check it out then mm. um, well you, you mentioned your your wife uh trying to call you and then you mentioned your wife uh, earlier your wife uh picking you up when you needed it um yeah and this is just one example of the of the women throughout your life who have played a, an important role uh for you so when did this notion uh these women in your life When did this become kind of the central theme to the album? Was that kind of uh, at the end or, or? Yeah, to be honest, it was at the end. I mean, because after the after we finished touring the first record, it was just like, okay, let's just start writing, you know, and we, we did a million writing sessions and many different versions of what the album might have been. 
And, um, you know, and then when it finally came together and I was looking back at it, I was like, wow, you know, a lot of these songs are about lessons that I've learned, you know, the easy way or the hard way. Um, and most of those lessons, not all of the songs on the record are about that, but mm-hmm. a large percentage of these songs are about these moments and these relationships with these people where I've learned something about myself or I've been challenged. To be honest with you, I could say a lot of the first record was that as well. Okay. But I just felt like it needed um, it needed its own moment. Right. And now I wrote down a couple of lyrics and there's a, there's this um yeah, there, there, with, within the songs, there's a lot of aspects of a, re, a relationship uh, that you highlight, both the good and bad. So, so for you, was that important to put the entire uh, yeah, spectrum of possibilities of a relationship within uh, within this theme, so to say? I mean, I guess whether or not it was important is, I don't know how relevant that was in the process. You know, it was kind of just, I... I'm open to all of those. And, you know, I like, I like to touch on all of those things and to really get into the sort of marrow of those experiences. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like to write about real sort of negative situations. It's just, I, I don't get much joy out of that. Mm-hmm. I don't find it cathartic. I don't get anything from it. And I don't really think it's something that I want to put out into the world, but I think no, like making note of difficult situations but also like the hope in those situations. Um, and then also like the positive situations and the joy and all of that stuff. So, you know, it's, I think it's important to, to draw from all of that spectrum. Yeah, because I find it very interesting. For instance, a song like Pretender, uh, I wrote down, you don't seem uh, like the person that I thought you were. And this, I, mm. I suppose that's a very real, I mean, I, I think most people can relate and it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. Just, just anybody you know yeah. at some points won't be who you think they are or, or what you mm. expect of them. And and then on the other hand, there's there's elements of not being able to let people go. or, or So it's, it's that entire kind of psychological process within relationships. Yeah. Um, how much of writing these songs, how much do you learn from, from it or, or do you take away from it? It, it? Does it help you kind of figure out things in your own life? Yeah, definitely. I think it, um, there's definitely healing in it. You know, I mean, there's certain songs, you know, particularly the once it's written and once it's done, it, it almost, it hurts again mm-hmm. for a little while. And it, it reminds you that like, actually, I've not fully dealt with that situation. Um, and that happened on the first record and on the second record, and I'm sure it will on every record. There'll be moments where it opens something up a little bit again, and then you're like, actually, you know, maybe I need to pay a bit more attention to that area of my life. So, um, yeah, it definitely it, it's it's a process that I get a lot of benefit from, and that's why I started doing it in the first place when I was young, you know, because it it helped me, it made me feel much better, you know, in in a place where you don't even you don't always know how to best explain it but you give it that time you wouldn't really spend that much time trying to give a sound or a shape or a voice to things that are bothering you and that's why a lot of us we harbor it and we carry it and we end up with all kinds of mental health issues and although i've not completely escaped those issues i'm sure this has helped me massively in turning it into something um, and I, I'm, I'm forever grateful um, to have found that outlet. 
It's interesting that you mentioned it because earlier in the uh, the interview you mentioned kind of the you were kind of catapulted into that commercial uh, music world by accident mm. almost, and then mm. your heart lies with kind of the the songwriting aspect of it, and, and kind of getting these emotions that you mentioned out as faithfully or as truthfully as you can. So, mm. how, with with all that in mind, how do you kind of perceive success these days, and and look towards the future with everything kind of starting up again? Mm. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I, I guess success changes, you know. I mean, so now, you know, um, success for me is, um, it, it is, I guess, finding more of my own voice within it all and growing with, with a team of people who believe um, in my initial vision but are also a part of that vision. Um, mm. I guess success in, in, a, in, a, in a grander scheme really is like, I mean, the, The big thing for me at the minute, you know, I've got my youngest son just turned one and I'm really trying to figure out how to be like a great dad, a great husband and still be great at my job. Like that is one of the hardest things in the world, you know? So that's the main thing that I'm focusing on now. And, you know, we took a little vacation at Christmas and those moments that you get to spend with your loved ones, like that's, that's success to me. Being able to do my work that provides moments like that for me to have for me and my family. And that will in turn provide inspiration for future work. So I think it's, if you can find something that's like cyclical and it feeds into itself and it creates its own culture within your life, then that's something that I'm working towards, regardless of how big the stages are that I'm on. If I can keep getting better in every aspect of my life, in my work, in my relationships, in my, you know, in, in all of those things, then um, that's, that's my view of it. The rest of it doesn't matter. As long as they feed into one another and I can keep it moving, then I'm successful. It sounds like a very healthy attitude. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> JP, may I thank you for your time? Uh, pleasure. Thank you. Great interview. Thank you, bro. Thank That you so day. much.